What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. And a special edition of Football 24-7 with John McMullen. Eagles postgame as we come to you, Johnny Mack. Uh, welcome in. We'll do 15 minutes tonight, Johnny Mack, of uh, the best and worst uh, of what we just watched. Eagles and Seattle, they end up losing the football game 23-17. Let's begin uh, with your first impressions, Johnny Mack, about the game tonight. Well, I think the offense uh, kind of let the defense down. I thought the defense battled uh, and played well enough to win. You look at DK Metcalf, obviously he was the big issue. Uh, Eagles couldn't stop him. But overall, I, I thought it was sort of a workmanlike performance uh, on the defensive side of the ball. The offense, hey, you take out that last drive, Krause. You mentioned the final score. It wasn't really that close. Uh, you get the Hail Mary at the end, and, and the offense just didn't carry their water. Johnny, talk about the first half, if you will, a little bit. Uh, the play of Carson Wentz, all of the eyeballs. Uh, were on Carson Wentz coming into the football game. He ended up 25 out of 45, 215 yards, couple of touchdowns, uh, a pick. He got that last uh, touchdown that spoiled a lot of money for the 91% of the betters in America <laughs> that bet on Seattle. Uh, but other than that, your assessment of how Carson played tonight? Yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, I mean, the same thing, the same teams we've been talking about all season. Uh, for whatever reason, the confidence is gone. You saw the 10th different offensive line in 11 games, six sacks. You saw the accuracy was missing, uh, you know, off again. Um, the receivers weren't getting separation, so that doesn't help. You can see it's just not there. You think about the fourth and four play, Krause, which to me was the turning point of the game. He goes down two scores. They could have kicked the field goal. Uh, drew within eight points with about eight, eight and a half minutes left in the, in the third, in the fourth quarter. Uh, but they decided to go for it right there. Uh, Dallas Goddard, who had a, a, a decent game, and that was the one guy that Carson had some chemistry with. But sure enough, they weren't on the same page. Dallas Goddard goes inside. Carson wants to throw it outside. Intercepting essentially the game is over. Um, it, you know, I, I don't think you think about the drama leading up to this game and all the talk about will Jalen Hurts make more of an impact? Will he play more? Uh, he didn't, but I, I don't think uh, those instances where they bring Hurts into the game, I, I don't think it helps either. I don't think it, obviously it doesn't help Carson and any momentum he's trying to get. I don't think it helps Jalen Hurts either. You got to pick one or the other. I wouldn't argue with anyone, Joe, that if they wanted to to, to bench Carson Wentz, he's playing that that poorly. But then you got to give the reins to Jalen Hurts. You can't do this back and forth. And Doug Peterson should know that. By the way, I think he doesn't. He's a former quarterback in this league. He understands that. This is getting pushed from 
up above and Jeffrey Laurie, and it, it, it's a bad situation. Johnny Mac, 46 sacks now. Carson's been sacked 46 times after, I think it's 46, after, uh, yeah, you know, 46. after the game tonight. Certainly, uh, by far, uh, leads uh, the NFL uh, in that category, uh, which then, as it trickles down, leads to uh, a higher number of interceptions. He has 15 of those, leads the NFL. He's not Superman. This isn't 2017. This is an offensive line in front of him that's broken down. And I just don't know what you can ask him to do. I know, I know that many people are going to say I'm a, I'm being an, I'm apologizing for Carson Wentz, but there's only so much one man can do on the field, John. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I don't think this is a good football team, but I, I, I do think, I think it's fair to say that. I think it's also fair to say that Carson Wentz hasn't handled that adversity as well as he could. You mentioned uh, the interceptions, and I'll throw the fumbles in there and the fact that he, he leads the NFL in turnovers. Uh, that's stuff that he can get a little bit better at. Now, uh, it's not necessarily going to turn into winning football games because there is a, a personnel deficiency on this team that's only been co- compounded by all the injuries. But there are things he could do better. There were throws, for instance, the rare times the receivers do get separation. It seems, and, you know, all time Jeffrey got open uh, late in this game in the fourth quarter, and Carson just missed them. Uh, and, and it's a throw that's there that you have to make as an NFL quarterback. So I, I think it all is, is married together in, in the fact that the poor offensive line play. And remember, this is, again, the 10th different group and 11 teams that he's played behind. So there's been no continuity on the offensive line. Um, and, and, and the receivers aren't playing well. And Miles Sanders is having a bad year as a receiver that even Deuce Bailey acknowledged that he had to tighten up his hands. So you have all these things sort of working in a negative direction. So but while I say all of that, the quarterback still has control over certain things. And one of them is ball security. One of them is making throws that are there. Uh, and I think if I saw more of that, I would have more confidence in Carson Wentz. But I look at a player right now who lacks confidence in himself, to be honest. It's a special uh, post-game edition of Football 24-7 with Johnny Mack, John McMullen. Of course, later on today, uh, you'll hear Johnny Mack uh, on the middle uh, with uh, Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, and Aton Shander. You'll hear him on the fix with Ryan Rothstein, and you'll hear him on 94-1 WIP uh, with Jody Mack. All of that coming up uh, on this Tuesday. Johnny, talk about that uh, first offensive uh, eagle touchdown. Um, I don't know where, I don't know how to categorize that drive other than to say um, it was the most awkward 75 yard touchdown drive that I've ever, that, that I've ever watched. You've watched a hell of a lot more football than I have, uh, but they somehow went 75 yards and got a touchdown. 
Yeah, and, and at the time, I agree with the crowd. They called it the ugliest drive I've ever seen. It was apropos that Jake Elliott missed the extra point. He's probably sick to his stomach after watching it, but somehow they, they managed to get over the goal line. And when you're struggling uh, like the Eagles are offensively, I, I mean, by hook or by crook, if you do it, uh, it's a positive. And, and, and that's the way. You know, one of the things, the prior two games, uh, Krause, they were two of 21 in third down conversions. And they started this game 0 for 5. So they were, they were two for 26 coming into that drive. And they started converting third down. They ended up converting, I think, three or four on that drive and overall five in a row. Kind of, at least if you want to look for a silver lining, I think that's it. They finally got going a little bit on third down, converting some things that can drive. Uh, and that's what they were able to do, even though it was pink and dunk. I mean, they just don't have playmakers right now, uh, outside the numbers. And you can see it by who Carson trusts. And it's, it's Dallas Scott, a, a tight end. It's Richard Rogers, a tight end. It's Boston Scott out of the backfield. Really, you, you look at the numbers of, of Jalen Rager, it's, it's seven targets and, and barely any efficiency. Uh, he's running the wrong route. If you, if you remember that Jamal Adams blitz that ended the Eagles drive in, in the third quarter, that was, that was a perfect play call. People talk about play calling drafting and they want to criticize the head coach. They had a wide receiver screen set up uh, at the perfect time and Jalen Rager didn't know the play. And ran a different route, and it blew up the entire play. So these are some of the things in Week 12 that shouldn't be going on. And if you want to criticize the coaching staff, forget about play calling. Criticize the coaching staff because these guys aren't on the same page, and the younger players, like Rager is a perfect example, aren't prepared, and they should be by this point in the season. Even in this COVID-19 world, where we had a virtual offseason, that's all out the window. You see rookies around this league excelling by this point. Things should be going on here, and it's not. John, I don't know what all of the numbers were for the Eagles receiving core, but at first glance or first memory after watching the game without looking at the stat sheet, I've got to believe that the numbers across the board for the receiving core are horrible. Yeah, they are. I got them in front of me right here. I just got them. So, Rager, I mentioned three receptions uh, and, and seven targets for 11 yards, Krause. This is supposed to be a speed guy. That's 3.7 yards per catch. Uh, Travis Fulton, who, by the way, didn't play a lot early in this game. They want more to all Sean Jeffrey, kept Brett Gordon, Jalen Rager on the field. He caught both of his targets only for 16 yards. Jeffrey caught two of four for 15 yards. Brett Ward caught one of three for three yards. And John Hightower caught one, one ball for one yard. That's your receiving team. And I got to tell you, you know, fans aren't allowed at Lincoln Financial Field now again, as you know, um, it, it, if you see these games live from up top, and you see the lack of separation 
from these receivers, it, it, it puts the quarterback, whoever the quarterback is, Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts, or even if you wanted to play Nate Sudfeld, these guys aren't getting separation. So it, it's difficult to get them to football. Yeah, it's 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 so hard, Johnny Mac, to to think that this team can be better than they are. Yet for the next five days, as a fan base, we will go through every different gyration possible. Uh, to figure out why they're not being better. I think it simply comes down to they're just not good enough. They're just not talented enough to compete with the best teams in the league. That simple. Yeah, there's there's no question. Personnel is number one on any list. There's a lot of issues, but personnel is always number one in any NFL city. If you have a, a struggling team, and that's the case here, uh, and offensively, it starts with the offensive line, and, and a lot of it uh, has to do with attrition. I mean, remember, when they started this thing, it was supposed to be Andre Gillard uh, from left to right, Isaac Samuel, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Brooks, Lane Johnson. Well, tonight it was Jordan Mylon. Samuel is back, Kelsey's in there, uh, and it was, uh, um, I can't remember, Jason Peters at right guard and Matt Pryor at right back. Uh, and, and we've seen that, that as I mentioned, <clears throat> 10 different iterations and 11 games, you've seen players like Nate Herbig out there, Sua Opeta, uh, Jamon Brown played a game. Um, Jack Driscoll, a rookie, has, has played at times at right tackle. It, it's, you know, it, if you look at the good offensive teams in this league, all, all of them usually have at least at least uh, a competent offensive line. If you can't block people up front, it's tough to be consistent offensively. One last thought from John McMullen. This is Football 24-7 with Johnny Mack, special post-game edition. Uh, John, there's already... um, uh, Twitter post flying around after the football game tonight that uh, Jim Schwartz uh, injected some uh, additional fuel into DK Metcalf's <laughs> desire to have a big game by telling him he's not Megatron yet. Uh, what do you hear? What do you make? What do you make of that story? Now, it, it, Jim, uh, Jim, remember he said he's not Calvin Johnson yet. Now, I don't know in this Twitter world. I mean, that's one of the greatest receivers of all time, Megatron. That's a guy who, even though he retired early, is going in the Hall of Fame. It is not a criticism to say uh, somebody's not Calvin Johnson. To even be in that conversation, if you know Jim Schwartz at all, it's a compliment. He was he was actually trying to compliment DK Metcalf. But you know what? If players, and I say this for any player, you know, whatever you need for motivation, use it. Does that work for DK Metcalf? If he thinks he's as good as Calvin Johnson, he's not. But if he thinks he's as good and that fueled him to get 177 yards and he was great tonight, uh, Godspeed to him. But, uh, I mean, you know, when, when you're talking about all-time great and you say a player isn't 
so-and-so, whether it's Calvin Johnson, Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, that's not an insult. That's just common sense. Football 24-7 with John McMullen, special post-game edition. Eagles again lose the football game tonight, 23-17. The road gets a lot harder next week. Johnny Mac, great stuff, man. We'll see you all week across uh, the multiple outlets, and we'll look for you later on today. Well done, Johnny Mac. All right, thanks, Crossy. And, that, you know, next, you only got to worry about Aaron Rodgers. So. <laughs> yeah. Although, I wonder how Aaron Rodgers would do with these five receivers. John, what do you think? He'd do great. You know, and that's one of the criticisms. I know we got to go, but that's one of the criticisms that I have with Carson Wentz. The true greats, like Aaron Rodgers and even Russell Wilson, they elevate everybody. Now, it might not be as great, but you've seen it over the years. Aaron's been around for a long time. He's got bad receivers now. You wouldn't know it. Except for Devontae Adams. You wouldn't know it because he makes them all look good. Johnny Mack, football 24-7 with John McMullen. Okay, Johnny Mack, thank you, brother. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.